This week's episode of Aussie Tech Ads is brought to you by Start New Company. Register your company immediately today with ASIC. ABN, TFN, GST registration is also available directly from the portal. Also set up your family trust and self-managed superannuation fund and more. All at startnewcompany.com.au. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash startnewco and keep an eye out for our regular specials. Start your new company now within 10 minutes of lodgement. All legal company documentation provided after registration. startnewcompany.com.au. Also brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. All our servers are operating on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and more. Easy install WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, and 300 other one-click installations. Generous space and bandwidth, auto backups, WordPress help and maintenance plans are also available on contact. If your webpage is important for your business or your life, contact us today. Aussie support, secure services, athwebhosting.com.au. And now for the show. Welcome to episode 686 of the Aussie Tech Heads, recorded on the 23rd of July, 2020. I'm your host, Jason Oakley, and this is my co-host, Will Tomkinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. How's things going up there in Godzoom? Uh, it's hot tonight, damn. What? <laughs> we've gone from It's having... winter, man, don't you know? <laughs> we've been having one and two degree nights. So this time of the night, it's normally like three degrees and cools off to like one. And yeah. I'm sitting here, and I'm sweating. Like, it's so hot. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't know, I'll tell you what. Your server's overheating, man. <laughs> yeah, world's gone mad. <laughs> but it's okay. Your computer's I can so- behaving itself? I can solve that problem. See? Ah, mm. it's a good idea. Cheers. Mm. That's better. You wait, wait till I put it down. Sugars. <laughs> <laughs> you wait till I put it on the desk. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It was that USB hub all along that has been giving me grief for the last couple of months. Ah, jeez. Just change the USB hub out and... Uh, Solve my problems. Right. Having any more crashes or weed issues or it's <laughs> one of those things. I, I figured out what it actually is. I think what happened was the um one of the one way diodes that's supposed to ins- isolate the hubs from the power supply uh isn't working and it's actually letting power flow back into the PC from the power supply. So you're getting a big earth leak through the whole system. I think that's what's causing the problem, which effectively means you're getting 240 volt short circuit straight back into the computer. Yikes. Yeah. It's lucky you didn't fry anything. uh, Yeah, pretty much. I think I did. I think it killed my old mixer. Ah, that's why that died. I think so. But anyway, it is all good now. And you had to wait for a slew ship from overseas to get that to you. Um, Well, that was actually, thankfully, that was before all the... Um, the stuff happened, so it wasn't too bad. But we've been waiting on stuff. I ordered a phone from a mother-in-law from Kogan in it's either Sydney or Melbourne two weeks ago. Yep. The case, and the, the case, and the screen protector have turned up from China, and I'm still waiting on the phone. 
um, to come from from uh, well, yeah, Sydney or Melbourne, I don't know where, but yeah, whichever way, the stuff from China turned up first. So it's just I got something that arrived from the UK. Freeze. Free 64, Commodore 64 fan magazine. Nice. It's really cool. This guy over there makes it all himself. He does interviews with famous coders of Commodore 64 games from before times and also from new times. And um, it's like APB by Carlton Handley. He wrote that in the 90s when he was doing stuff. And now he's writing more games for the Commodore 64. And just really cool little magazine that I get every month. How this retro stuff's coming back, eh? Yeah, it's mad. You wouldn't like. He's got so many <clears throat> interviews planned out from years and years ahead. And oh, really? Yeah, oh, he cool. does it all himself. Just um, <clears throat> writes it all on his computer and then sends it to a professional printer and gets it printed out properly. So nice. you get the nice glossy magazines, and I think I've probably got about ten of them now. Cool. But, uh, he's got back issues and stuff. You can buy the whole lot. This is. Issue 37, he's just about... I think he's just printed 38 and getting it sent out and working on 39 now. I'll show you the... Fill dead space for a sec. Yeah, go check out free64.com. <laughs> Say hi to Vinny, tell him Jason sent you. The, um, I've been getting DIY, or they call it Dio, DIY ODE magazine. Ah. Of course, I picked a yellow cover one. Um, <laughs> they're up to episode, uh, episode, up to issue... 36 or 38 or something now but yep. it's all um for hobby electronics oh, it's all right. how to build in this case how to build a pan and shoot camera rig and using arduinos and yep. um there's all sorts of wicked stuff in here they're great they're cheap they're what are they nine it's bucks? like that silicon magazine used to have those back in the day sort of but this is more hobby based whereas it doesn't have um uh, it has a similar feel. They're, they're trying to go for that. The thing, the difference is with this, they use the only reference they have is JCar now because it's really the only electronics store that's still that around. <laughs> so all their part numbers and stuff are all JCar part numbers, um, which is fine. But sometimes it's a pain when you're just looking on eBay. You know, you don't necessarily want to go to JCar for resistors, for example, because they're you know however much they are a JCAR each, or you can buy a pack of a thousand of them on eBay for like a dollar, you know, so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things a bit, but there are a couple of ZRS components, JCAR and another one I can't think of. Um, but yeah, no, they're great. Cause it's all, yeah, it's all hobby stuff. They show you the code on their website. You get the free PDF as well. Um, like the, the PDF does some <clears throat> stuff too. Well, on the on the on the website, all the stuff on the website is free, and the PDF uh, is free as well. You literally, when you buy the magazine, you're literally paying just to have a hard copy of the magazine. Um, oh. All the information that's in it is perfectly free on their website. But I have it's good to have a little mag. Yeah, well, since issue one, I've bought them. Um, it's ten. Well, that's now. what Vinny said about this one. People like, why don't you just release PDF? He's like. Like, that's it's not the point. It's good to have a little magazine you can go through, you can re return to at any time, yeah. hold it in your hands and keep it, put them in a stack and well, even, for example, if you're, and put them on your bookshelf you know, and stuff. You can't do a, that with a PDF. That's it. If you're catching a train into work, for example, for 20 minutes a day, it's so much easier to read a magazine or something than it is to try and juggle your phone around and, you know. I've got like <laughs> 10, 15 
free magazines that have been given out in PDF format mm. online for Commodore 64, 8-bit and Atari and Amiga. And, do you think I've read them? No. no. I've read these ones. They come every month and I flick through it, but I don't never load, load up the PDFs or EPUBs and read them. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. You know? And as I said, like you can go to their website and all the all the projects and everything are on their website. They're all free to use. So you're not you're literally not getting anything by paying for the subscription except you're getting the magazine and obviously helping yep. keeping the thing running. The reason they did it was because people they were allowing you to download the PDF a week before the magazine came out. Um and what was happening was people were putting that onto torrent sites. So, mm. <laughs> so they're like, Well, fine, we can play at that game. You get the PDF the same you get a, the PDF now comes out a week after the magazines are released. Yep. And um, you know, so we're gonna release it for free. So at least we get the traffic to our website. Yeah. So they, they did <laughs> Pop that. Pop up and, the free sixty four website to while you're there. Um just free sixty four? Yeah. Uh huh. F R E E Z E. Freeze oh, like being cold. Wow. Nothing like being put on the spot. <laughs> there we go. That's yeah, it. there you go. Professionally printed fanzine for the Commodore 64. Yeah, these are all the different ones. He did uh, articles on Whizball. I used to, I play that game so much. Right. I forever I played that game. Um, yeah, there's some of the some of things. Grim, Gribbley's Day Out, he did the interview with Andrew Braybrook and um, International Karate Exploding Fisting on a Spring. Mm. And the new ones, Bear Essentials is a new one that came out and very interesting, <clears throat> good stuff. While we're talking about things that um, we get, <laughs> the... Um... The Humble Bundle. Oh, yeah. It's still a thing that what I they get. got this time. And um, the deal's changed. It's entirely depending on which pack. They've got a few different packs now, so depending on which pack you choose, depends on which... They uh, even have books there sometimes, Yeah, too. they have also. They have books. They have Raspberry Pi and coding stuff and game creators, and they've got so much stuff on here now. Um, they plus not regular specials as well as plans, but... As an example, um, I'm on the ten dollar a month bundle. Yep. Um, which one? If I can quickly find which one am I on? Humble Choice is the one I'm on. And what it does is it lets you it lets you choose. Um, so, for example, the June ones. Yep. You had June probably wasn't great because they didn't have fantastic games in June, but they had. Um, Superland, Grid, Hellblade, Messenger, um, Stogier, Man of War, Felix the Reaper, Baratuma, Remnants of what, Nazareth, Overlord, The Stillness of Within, The King's Bird, Plus, Overlord, Boundless, these other ones as well, like DRMs and whatever. Um, yeah. Sorry, add-ons. Uh, and you get out of the 12 they give you, on the plan I'm on, I get to choose 10. Oh, nice. Um, and so, yeah, so you can say, well, um, you know, like for example, $521 for the value for 10 bucks or the month before was, um, a lot of, um, uh, oh, what's the game? The city skylines. 
yep. was a whole heap of add-ons. There was about, I think there was about a dozen add-ons, which in itself was like $300 worth. <laughs> um, I should have waited a couple of months. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I love, I mean, obviously, they do charity. All the money goes to charity and stuff, which is, is great. But I just love the, you can't argue with the value you get with these things, you know. I remember mean, there was one time there, one month there, we got um, City Skylines, Kerbal Space Program, um, uh, like Live for, Live for Speed, um, Mud Runner, like, like $99 games. And yep. there was like 10 of them. There was like $1,000 worth of value that month for, for 10 bucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, that's good. So there is another website that does something similar called GAG, uh, Good Old Games. Yep. And they often have like, <clears throat> I just picked up the Duke 3D bundle, which was the original Duke Nukem 1, 2, or 3, I think it was, the platformers. Yep. And then Duke 3D, and then Nuclear Edition, then Atomic Edition, plus a whole heap of add-ons. It was like $7 nice. for like all <laughs> of these things. And I'm like, I mean, I already owned the Duke 3D, but it had all the add-ons and expansions. And, and they all run on Windows 10, all the old games? Most of them are updated, yeah, to work on Windows 10 now. Oh, um, right. They still, some of them still have, but they, the older ones that don't, that still use... Um, uh, DOSBox. DOSBox. Yeah. Um, but they come pre-configured with DOSBox as a runnable file, so you don't have to go through and set DOSBox up all the time. If the game won't oh, run okay. under Windows, they when they send it to you, it's set up already to run. Nice. So, nice. yeah, so it's great. The good thing about DOSBox is some games that do run way too fast, you can just throttle the speed back down. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. So. Well, since we're doing plugs for stuff, what about this one up here? Patreon.com slash Aussie Techheads. That one. Yeah. I need to give a shout out to Dom too, Dom Brown in the chat. He's been with us for like the last hour and a half of pre-show while we're trying to find stories and mucking around. Been great, Val. Thanks That's for That's the around, good buddy. part of the show. That's what he, the people are paying for with, the, with the Patreon. Yeah. Um, behind the scenes. But yeah, we do. I do have to give a shout out to the Patreons. We've got Chris, we have David Bird, we have um, Daniel and Amanda, and we have Bouncing Yellow Skull. Boing. Um... Your patrons help us out a lot, guys. Uh, currently, we're getting we're getting about thirteen dollars a month, I believe, from all those subscriptions. After Patreon take out their money, um, and that's currently covering our Zoom. Um, actually, it's covering our uh, real restreaming, which was allowing us to stream on uh, Twitch and Facebook and YouTube at the same time. <coughs> so, everything that goes in there, as I said, it's not not compulsory. Don't feel obliged to do it. We certainly do appreciate it. It certainly helps us um, provide content. I wouldn't say great content, but mediocre content, content. to you guys. <laughs> there's definitely anyway. Okay, there's content. We, we're providing <laughs> something. <laughs> Just have low standards, you'll be fine. Um, you know, so. But no, and of course, do check us out when we are live. Um, it's good fun interacting in the chat rooms with the other guys, and you get to see all the behind the scenes and all the stuff that goes pear shaped before the show, which is usually we can read, a lot read of the comments and reply on them. That's it, and we can have a good conversation and annoy a lot of people, and I can talk about things I can't talk about on the show without being kicked off by my hosts. <laughs> all those emails <laughs> you're talking about. All that. Uh, <laughs> So you can get us there, you can get us on Instagram, Mozzie Techheads on, on IG, um, you know, you can find us at the end of the show, we'll have stuff, or you can look up the top of the screen there and see it all hugely whizzing by at a, such a fast pace. Oh, wait. <laughs> so, have you got... We'll do some noose. Can you, really? Can you promise? <laughs> Good.
Google has announced a slew of security enhancements headed for G Suite services, including some we've heard about like admin changes for Google Meet, but one of the biggest announcements is all about Gmail. Last year, Google announced it joined the Brand Indicators for Message Identification Group, BIMI Group. Verizon Media is also part of the group, which is pushing an email spec that adds brand logos to authenticated emails. In practice, it seems like the verified stamps have proliferated across social media, but when you see them, it won't be a blue check. It will be the logo of the company that sent the mail. As shown uh, on the website, <laughs> I shouldn't read that. Emails are authenticated using existing DMARC system, and then there's certification that appears, that applies the associated logo, which hopefully gives people trust an email came from the company or person it's claiming to represent. Google said it will kick off a pilot of the technology within Gmail in the coming weeks. So don't be surprised when you see these kind of indicators popping up in the existing avatar box. Yeah, I've been noticing for a while that you, if people have a logo, it's been coming up. I've noticed that. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier. And some it'll come up with people's uh, whatever image you've uploaded to your Google profile. Mm. Which, okay, it's not a foolproof way of doing because technically you put anything there, but... It does certainly, when you're glancing through your emails, it does make it easier to figure out. Yeah, um, and these will be officially authenticated ones. Yeah. Have some kind of security on them, I'd expect, to make sure it's real. I mean, Facebook's going to be doing that with their messaging for how long? Yeah. And Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's been doing what it. What I don't understand long. about Facebook Messenger, right? If I'm talking to you, the stuff that I say... <clears throat> the stuff that you say, uh, the stuff I say has got a big picture of me, and the stuff that you say has got a little picture of me. Like, Why does it have me twice? Why does it have a little picture of you? Because you're the one who's saying it. Yeah, I know. And it's actually what? caught me out a couple of times, too. I don't know. That doesn't even make any sense, Facebook. Why the hell do you do that? Yeah, so that's a good question. Nobody has noticed in all these years. Well, that's what they're rolling out. See, actually, if you have the black profile, it doesn't do that, I don't think. Oh. Um, mind you, I can't navigate that black profile to save my life. I think it's just. I don't like the new theme on the web. Oh, it's the not black that. Theme. It's just, it, it feels like it, it's. It used to be to... able to go notifications, mark all as red. Now it's notifications, menu, mark all as red. Oh, you can do that now. I didn't even realize you could still do that. The one thing. Yeah, that... but it used to be just one click. Start the notification, then click on Mark All is Red. Now you have to go notifications, then a menu option, and then Mark All is Red. The one thing that does bug me, though, is the news feed to most recent. And then you'll be scrolling down, and then you'll notice, why did that feed suddenly change? And you go back up, and you click on it, and it's back to top stories. And you're like, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Like, every 15 minutes, it resets back to top stories. Yeah. But why do I care? And you're looking, stories? you're looking at on your phone like today. I was <laughs> yeah. like scrolling through. I was like, oh, there's a video. I watched the video. Hit back. Yeah, and it and it updates from the, the whole top thing. of the stream. <laughs> the last hours worth of stuff that I've just been reading. Yeah. and I don't know where I was up to. Yep, I know. It's I'm just... like, well, I'm not just going to read anything now. Yeah, you give up at that point. You're like, screw it. That's it. I'm going yeah. back to work. <laughs> <laughs> this lunch, ridiculous, this, mate. This lunch break's taking long enough. I'm going back to work. <laughs> Hang on, I'm not supposed to be the one who's doing rants here. Uh, I'm sorry for stepping on your toes there, Mr. T. I'll shut up. But No, it's true, though. They're just, I don't understand. You go to something like Minds.com, which is just a far better service all around, but they've got it figured out in the way they the way they have the layout and everything. It's just, it's so much more intuitive, so much user-friendly, you know, just 
does what you expect it to do. Um, yeah. And like, I just, I'm loading the page. I'm just seeing what's on it before I switch over because sometimes Some people have said, I like that they've got a duck mode for Facebook, but not that duck mode. No, it's it's horrid. Um, but like this is mine's, so you've still got the same sort of. It's it's a similar layout <clears throat> in terms of you've still got your um, settings and stuff up the top, and you've got your your channels down the left, and and your people you follow. Sorry, channels down the right, and the people you follow down the left. Yep. Um, then you've got they do they follow hashtags, so you can hashtag um, something as well, which is great. So you can you can find something via a hashtag. Oh, yeah. Um, or you can search stuff in, obviously. But their previews, like their video previews, they don't auto-play the whole thing. They just play like 10 seconds of it so you can get an idea of what it is. Oh, um, right. Apart from the fact it's just a good layout because it, it it's not censored, but it's so clean, tidy, fast. Like everything about it is exactly what you want to, to be. And make sense. You know? <clears throat> and it's going to be what Facebook should have been. Yeah. Once people realize it's it's... It's there. It's going to take a while for average person to switch over, but most people, tech people or people who are, want more from their programs are switching. It's They grew, like you watch their curve and it was growing at, you know, a few thousand a day. And then a couple of months ago, it started hitting a few hundred thousand a day. Uh. <laughs> and the last couple of weeks, they've been hit, hitting uh, like a couple of million signups a day. So <laughs> recently, it's really gone nuts. Nice. <clears throat> but um, anyway, what are we doing? Stories, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. Who are you? Mm. Who knows? I'm only, I'm only a bottle of beer in, but I feel like I could go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a bottle down. I'm lightweight tonight. What the hell? Oh, man. Um, so, Microsoft 365. You know all about that? Because clearly, Never it was heard obviously of it. What is that? You know, obviously, without telling anybody at all, you're going to know that that was formerly Office 365. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so now <laughs> is it Microsoft365.com? No, Office... It's so you still go to Office365.com for Microsoft 365. You can go to Microsoft 365, but, well, at least when I went there early today, all it did was take me to the um, Hotmail. Well, the, yeah, whatever they're... Okay. Live mail. Live mail. <laughs> So I don't understand. I can't. I, I, it's, it's, I went to Microsoft 365 and it's got redirected to Microsoft.com page about Microsoft 365. Okay, well at least they've done that now. <laughs> I don't understand it, but yeah, they um, decided to just suddenly go, "Hey, um, nobody likes Office 365 and nobody knows what it stands for, and it's not very self-explanatory." So let's just make it Microsoft 365. Man, now I finally know who owns that office trademark. And and they can shorten it to M365 now. <sighs> so it's a subscription bundle, Windows 10 Enterprise, Office 365, Enterprise Mobility, Security, blah, blah, blah. They've taken all those separate, all those separate models and just posted them as M365 now. So... Um, that's all I've got to say about that. It's just something I've, I just stumbled across while I was reading another story. I'm like, huh? Because now they've got... And see, this is where it gets confusing. Because they've... <laughs> they've still got, like, for example... Um, they haven't specifically changed the Office Suites. So you can have M365 bundled with Office 365. Even though certain packages of Microsoft 365 have Office 365 
Guys, <laughs> <laughs> the question in 2024 when it's a leap year, are they going to have Microsoft 366 <laughs> just for one year? What they need to be is they need they need to be Microsoft 365 and one quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't under, really understand what they they're getting at. They're trying to do the whole. Like Gmail is just like Google Suite, and yeah. you know they're trying to do that whole thing. No, but G Suite, well, G Suite, Word, yeah. Word, G, Word, G. What? what? But oh, somebody's already got MS three sixty five dot com, but it's for sale. Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> Somebody go buy that one MS three sixty five dot com and redirect it to Google Docs. Well, you know that's why they had to change it from Windows two thousand and two or whatever it was to XP, mm. because somebody was reading somebody who had already bought the windows 2002 domain and wanted like 10 million dollars for it <laughs> and they were like no. screw you man we'll call it xp lol pretty much so but yeah so don't be confused with um office 365 because you can still have office 365 without microsoft 365 but you can also have microsoft 365 without office 365 but you can have a bundle of microsoft 365 with office 365 incorporated or you can buy the only one bundle which is office 365 and microsoft 365 all combo under the microsoft 365 banner clear it up if the <laughs> xbox team has gone to one why didn't they just call it microsoft one they got a one drive right one one they could have called office it 11, one they could have called office it 11 11 would be a good idea has anybody already got office one <laughs> Office I'm going one. to sell this idea to we have a shop Microsoft. Called, we have a shop called Office One. They sell office supplies. Does that count? Ah, I do a search <laughs> for Office One and I get Office Choice and Office National and Office Works. No, none of those well, are what uh, I type Office in Choice used to be Office One. Or at least here, Office Choice and Office One, I think, were the same company. Oh, I never heard of it before. They might have rebranded. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, so I don't actually understand why. Office One Online Solutions for Microsoft Office. There you go. Hmm. I, I don't have an answer as to why they decided that. And they, the thing is, they don't actually explain anywhere why they did it. Yeah. They just said, that's what we're going to do. But they didn't say why, or they didn't actually say, like, because we have a, at work, we have an Office 365 subscription. Um, but it's a commercial. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> But it's a commercial subscription, so theoretically that should mean that now it becomes a Microsoft 365 subscription. But when I tried to look up Microsoft 365, or look up our plan because it's due for renewal, it's uh, it's now an Office 365 corporate plan incorporating Microsoft 365. But when you go to the Microsoft 365 part, it has no features there. <laughs> Huh? Uh, <laughs> what's going on, Microsoft? <laughs> so, as usual, they're on the ball. <laughs> ah, good. All right, there's more to Aussie Broadband's fiber network plans than originally announced. Medium size and larger businesses will be able to order 10 gigabit per second connections. I thought the uh, government said 25 meg should be enough for everybody. In April, RSP Aussie Broadband announced it begun building a fibre network. The first phase now well underway is a 20-kilometre ring around the Melbourne CBD and Port Melbourne, mm. connecting data centres, Aussie Broadband users and the exhibition and Port Melbourne NBN points of interconnect. It's going quite well, Aussie Broadband co-founder and CTO John Rising just said. Even though Melbourne's bluestone pavers and the regulations concerning them make it one of the more difficult <clears throat> areas to build. 
The motivation for the project was the long planning horizon required for using fiber wavelengths on Telstra's fibers. It takes anything from three to nine months from ordering to provisioning an additional 10 gigabyte wavelength. So the company has had to predict customer numbers and demand nine months ahead. With its own 720 core fiber cables in place, all Aussie broadband will need to do to add bandwidth to a POI is order a new network to network interface from NBN Co, which is a much quicker process. This will allow the company to be more responsive and better able to scale. The private fiber network will give Aussie broadband more headroom to deal with the 25% a year growth in data traffic. It gives us flexibility and control over how we provision our network, he said. Yeah, we're talking about this on the interview, um, which hopefully I what should interview have is that, Mr. I T? I hopefully have it up this weekend. I've <laughs> finally bit the bullet and bought the recovery software, so <laughs> there's another hundred dollars I'll never see. But anyway, thank you, Patreons. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that's hopefully going up this weekend. But yeah, we're talking about that, and the reason they did it is because Melbourne, ironically, was one of the first cities to have um, cable and high-speed internet. Yep. It's also one of the last cities to have the NBN rolled out. So <laughs> they, they currently have one of the worst internet and part of the reason they're rolling it out there is because half of the guys from Aussie Broadband live there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it also gives them more flexibility and feasibility to do what they want to do because they're not tied in with somebody else's hardware. They own everything. They just, you know, they can basically do whatever they want. They've only got to, they've only got to hook into the NBN at, you know, the required patches for the internet, the rest of it, they can control how it behaves. Yeah. So. Not sure if I mentioned on the show before, but I'm getting quotes at the moment to have um, Ethernet cabling installed in the house from the lounge where the NBN box is instead of relying on the Wi-Fi for everything. The problem with that on an existing house is you never know what you're going to run into. Yeah. And you can't see, like if you run a network cable next to a power cable, yeah, it can potentially cause interference, but you may not even know that you're doing it because you can't see what's in the wall. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Well, I'm hoping my electrician knows what he's doing. <laughs> mm, that's disputable. But, yeah, uh, anything, any running, running cabling in an existing house is just painful. Especially, like, you might, this wall here behind me, for example, yeah, this wall here. I don't see a, Oh, that brick wall. <laughs> um, that wall there. No, it's that, totally legit, tr- everyone. Just trust me, there's a wall there. Um, I'm not outside or anything. Um, <laughs> that wall was built by the previous homeowner because that wall was actually literally here. There's there's a half like an archway where that wall was. It was literally right yeah. here and they pushed this whole room back. So I wanted to run a cable through because my TV's on the other side of this wall and I've got my... No, you can sort of see it. I shouldn't do this. But you can sort of see over, uh, over here, I've got my... Um, I've got my router and my server and my media center and, and everything all sitting here. The TV's directly on that side of the wall. There's my 3D printer. Um, and I had to get... Ugh, great. That's never going to work again. I had to get um, my... You shrunk cables. a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have touched it. See? I had to get all my cables and stuff through um, to make all that work. And I drilled probably five one-inch pilot holes So before I found a section of wall that didn't have something obscure in it, whether oh. it was noggins like this or beams like that or studs <laughs> that are like this or just random steel plates. I like, think yeah. it was ridiculous. 
So Lucky you're smart enough to do pilot holes and not just do <laughs> the actual site. Yes, that was my first choice. That's exactly how it yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> the first I drew like a patching jip rock. I drilled a two inch hole the first time, got through the outside wall and that was as far as it went. <laughs> pulled the plug out and yeah, there's a steel plate behind it. Why is there a steel what the plate? Hell? And yeah, so I got the one inch drill and drilled five or six potholes. Eventually, I found a spot where I could actually go through. I'm like, for crying out loud. <laughs> so yeah, re- rewiring an existing house is painful. But well, I mean, you've had the experience. Helps. I haven't tried that and I'm not going to. When the guy was here, he was like telling me all these problems and things you have to take into consideration. I was like, yeah, that's why I'm getting somebody else, i.e. you, to do it and not me. <laughs> Plus... I don't like crawling around up in this roof because part of the problem is the manhole is at the other end of the house. And this is a very, the house is not like square like most. It's just a very long rectangle. Yeah. And so you hop in that end of the house and you have to walk all the way to this end, drop it down the wall there. So yep. I was like, good luck with that. Yep. <laughs> He's like, we might have to put them all instead of next to the, your um, powered sockets down the wall at the front of the house because that'll make it a lot easier. You just have a long cable going over there. I was like, that's fine as long as it works. I'm not yeah. worried. But, um, yeah, he said coming down there, I don't know. It could be very difficult. Yeah. On what's there. That's it. You just don't know on houses that have been added to over the years. And this one is mm. like mid-70s build mm. and you can't go underneath. It's all concrete. Yep. The house is built on, so there's no underneath to put anything <laughs> No. Which is a bit of a pain. That's why I said if I was ever going to build a house, I'd pre-wire it for as many future technologies as I could think of. Because yep. you may not need to use them, but in 20 years' time, even if you sell the house, somebody else is going to want to use it. You know, like... Wire it up for Wi-Fi 6. <clears throat> it's coming out soon. <laughs> yes, well, you know. <laughs> Something to be said for that, I'm sure. Um, Ericsson. Now, this is something we only discovered tonight. Tony Ericsson. Yeah. Well, I was just so used to hearing Sony Ericsson. I just always assumed that it was Sony Ericsson for all their company. I had a K800i. It was a lovely phone. I loved it. I had that pickle. Candy butt. Excuse me. (laughs) I had the Ericsson. Stay off the beer. I told you we're not allowed to talk about that on the show anymore. (laughs) I had the Ericsson. I got the Ericsson pickle. (laughs) I see. Um, Hey, I'm Pickle Rick. Little tiny flip phone the thing was about this big and it flipped and it was like yeah it had like oh, okay. <laughs> it had like 10 numbers you could pre-dial it didn't even have a number pad on it it literally had like um, well it had a number pad but it was literally like 0 through 9 and there were 10 preset numbers that you put into the phone and you just dial oh. any one of those numbers <laughs> bring us up a picture I want to see this thing uh, I've been trying to find it for years and I cannot find it I, uh. I just don't know I used it for two years so I know it exists but I can't find it anyway I had the T28 Shark phone yep. as my daily, and this was just a phone Little we used to fin. used to just um, annoy our sales reps with them, and they're going out on the road, so we chuck them that phone and go, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so anyway, it turns out that Ericsson has reported a steady second quarter, <coughs> excuse me, with revenue up 1% to 55.6 billion Swedish krona, operating income up by 3% um, and a 40% increase in net income. I understand it's interesting because I didn't realize that the Ericsson was still the hardware side of it. Like, So they're doing, they're very deeply into 5G, making um, 
Well, I still obviously making communications products. They just don't do the phone part of it anymore. It was just an interesting yeah. read. I, I won't really bore you with the details, but I just thought it was fascinating that a company that sort of, you, when you hear of Ericsson, you only think of Sony Ericsson just because it was Sony and it was Ericsson, then Sony Ericsson became a company and the rest of them disappeared. But you'd, it was only their tele, there was only their phone part that merged and both Sony and Ericsson exist independently outside of the phone space. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I don't think I've mentioned this before, but that wouldn't be a new thing for me. Facebook is chasing Amazon and Microsoft into the video game streaming market with the launch of a new app to grow its Facebook gaming division. The newly launched app is the latest avenue that allows you to watch other people play video games. Facebook, Twitch. Twitch. The streaming market has become increasingly popular in recent years with big name streamers pulling in huge money. One of the most notable paydays was for Fortnite streamer Ninja, who netted an undisclosed amount of millions to stream exclusively on Microsoft's Mixer streaming platform, which I've only just read as being shut down now yeah, and being right. moved over to It's funny, I only just discovered it and it's being shut down. Yeah. <laughs> It initially became popular on Twitch, the streaming platform Amazon paid $970 million for in August 2014. Google also has its own parts of YouTube dedicated to gaming content and live streaming. Some streamers later upload their content to YouTube as well, where they can effectively double dip on their content and get paid twice for the same content. Facebook gaming has been around for a while, and the social media site claims 700 million of us engage with content from the platform already new app makes it more accessible and is intended to be slightly more casual, making it easier to start streaming within a few taps of your phone screen rather than requiring external hardware or complicated software, such as can be the case in Twitch. It was reportedly due to be launched in June, but it's been brought up as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. The app itself has been tested in Southeast Asian and Latin American markets over the past year and a half, but is now available globally for Android users. An iOS app is expected to become available once Apple approves it. The app lets you play games, cloud-based games yourself, as well as watch others play. Facebook's focus on community building means there are also groups to join to interact with other gamers and viewers. Hmm. I mean, it's interesting because Twitch has so many interactions outside of streaming. Like, when you go on breaks, you can play marbles, and you can play all these other games that are interactive by the audience while the stream Everyone's is excited there. with their nitros and the hype trains and all this sort of stuff that's probably not going to be on the Facebook one, right? Yeah, because Facebook's so user-friendly like that. <laughs> to give you an idea, right, with our streaming setup we've got, we, st we stream to Twitch, stream to Facebook, and stream to YouTube. Out of all of them, you can auto-start the stream and auto-start <coughs> auto -start everything with everyone except Facebook and you can pop out the chat so you can have the chat windows wherever you want them with everyone except Facebook. So the ability to do anything at all user-friendly in Facebook is just atrocious. And that's how they like it. Hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? They might get it right. Um, <laughs> Most likely won't, but they might. You know, you, <laughs> you do it the Facebook way, or you don't do it at all. That's the rules. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. To do it for starters, they've got to increase their bandwidth for streamers because the at the moment they only allow 720p at 30 frames a second streaming maximum. Oh. At I think it's three kilobits. 
Um, I'm currently streaming out at 1080 at 60, but um, the Restreamio who we use, uh, sorry, Castro who we use to restream it all, they cut the bandwidth down and they cut it down to go to to Facebook because Facebook won't take this stream natively. Ah. Um, so that's something they're going to have to do. If nothing else, they're at least going to have to bump up their their bit rate and their resolution profiles. Everybody uh, should be a minimum of 1080p now. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, everybody except Facebook is. That was loud. Thanks for that. How's that? How's you like that, that picture? Um, yeah. That's the Sony. That's the one you had? No. No? No. That's the Sony one with only zero to... Yeah. Oh, I thought I was getting close. No, it was, it was Ericsson, not Sony. Oh. Hmm. About that, probably about... It was smaller than that, actually. It was smaller than that. Here we go. Oh man, I've been spending the spare time while you've been talking, trying to find the damn thing. It was this is a ripoff. This is a Chinese ripoff of it, um, uh, but it looked very similar to this thing. Where are we? I was like, oh, sure, I found something like it. I see the top right there. Yep. It looked very similar to that, except it was smaller. I think. Ah, uh, that looks like a Nokia. That's a ripoff. Man holding the world's smallest mobile phone with OLED screen. <laughs> so it's but it was something oh there, there we go how's that for a phone what the you, heck is that you can't see it under the banner uh oh great you still can't see it <laughs> it's been apparently i don't have a full screen that doesn't have something in the way hang on let me do this there we go there we go ah oh, so we little phone is it <laughs> that's that's small that's 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 small. That's, that's not <laughs> to say that, really. It's, that's a small phone. You might accidentally <laughs> swallow it when you're having your morning oh, pills. You wouldn't want to, You wouldn't want to like, sneeze or something while you're having a phone call, would you? Is that your stomach ringing? <laughs> uh, Don't worry, I'll go to voicemail. <laughs> the reception's a bit ordinary. Right. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was definitely an Ericsson. Because our boss had this fascination with Ericsson's at the time, and literally every phone in the entire building was an Ericsson. <laughs> um, I think they, yeah, the K800i was the only one I had. I had a Motorola A1000, and uh, then the rest were Nokia's until um, my phone. We had a heap of these flip phony things. All oh, right, the T28s, whatever they were. We had heaps of those. And then Star we had, Trek. And had the shark phone. Um, the shark antenna. The waterproof one. This one. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Had that. that was actually a fantastic phone in terms of um, reliability and durability. I think many times that thing went sliding down the road or get <laughs> dropped in water and like, it was a cop. You didn't leave it on the roof of the truck, did you? I left a clip in my belt when I went jet skiing one day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no. And here's me never been jet skiing. <laughs> I used to go jet skiing every weekend back when I had a life. Man, back in the old days. Back when I had friends who had more money than I did. <laughs> <laughs> and since? Mm, not really. They let me run the jet <laughs> ski. I mean, <laughs> um, so probably my last story quickly 
uh, Republic of Gamers. You know, I like their hardware. Rug. I love their hardware. My old system was Republic of Gamers system. This computer's got a lot of Republic of Gamers stuff in it. Um, they're just a, wrong. just a bulletproof system, really. But um, they have just released their new Phone 3. Um, basically, the short story is it's, it's a fantastic phone. super powerful, super fast. It comes with... Um, uh, it comes with active cooling as well. You can play Roblox on that, um, all right? <laughs> you can do everything, I think. USB-C, uh, obviously comes with a converter charger, comes with a holder, but the holder also lets you power it, and it, it's got all sorts of stuff it comes with, obviously. Lightning armor case, I saw there. Yep. Um, obviously, Gorilla Glass, all that sort of stuff. It's got a six-and-a-half-inch screen. Um, as as you'd imagine, Republic Gamers, so it's fantastic quality, fantastic resolution, contrast, all that sort of stuff. The one thing that mainly got me, see passive cooling, active cooling. It's got the clip-on fan that goes into the, goes in through the side and uh, basically has a fan in there that, that uh, keeps it cool. Does the fan have its own battery or does it rely on the phone's battery? No, it's rechargeable, yes, very rechargeable. So uh-huh. it's, it's got its own battery as well. That's good. Um... But you can also put the USB the the USB C charging port is on the left hand side of the phone instead of on the base of the phone. So when you're holding it and you're playing a game, it would effectively be on the top of the phone. So it's, I like the specs there. TG uh, border collapse. Yeah, border collapse. <laughs> they do well on that. What is facing zero? <laughs> <laughs> but basically, what they're getting at there, it's a Qualcomm Snapdragon um, processor, eight six five. So it's the um, three point one gig. Um, quad core, I believe. Um, 128, uh, sorry, 12 gig of DDR5 RAM, 512 gig of storage, 6.5 inch screen. Um, you know, as you'd imagine, Wi Fi, Bluetooth, speakers. NFC, all that. Yeah, blue, dual speakers, all <laughs> that stuff you'd expect. Um, 30 watt direct charging, USB 2 and USB 3. Um, it also supplies three, 10 volt, 3 amp output. Um, for direct charge adapters and charging your friend's phone as well. You can do that link thing to charge. So 24 yeah. meg front camera, 64 meg Sony rear um, camera uh, with a 13 meg ultra wide as well. 6 amp hour battery, <coughs> which is pretty insane and all the usual stuff as well. But the main thing I was interested in was the guy was saying that he played, um, he basically played games all day um where are we and somewhere here he says that he got 30 hours uh, over 30 hours before the phone went from 100% to critical battery warning Jeez, and I hope he got some sleep after that on a normal day he had between 45 and 50% battery left over nice So, but will it run doom um, being rogue most likely yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's got the improved night mode cameras and stuff. Plus, it's got the ROG UI. So, it's got the Zen UI, which um, if you've ever had one of their computers, that's what their BIOS runs. It's quite a nice little thing and lets you do, lets you change all your settings from your haptic feedback force levels to your, um, yeah, you can see their USB ports, how much It's like the, the uh, ROG BIOS where you can overclock. <laughs> And change everything in the BIOS. Mm-hmm. You literally can change everything. 
And it's pretty much the same with this. You can change everything, you know, how you want it to run, how much you want to allocate to that game or this game. You want to, you know, you play a game. So if you're playing a game that's less intense, you can throttle your CPU back to use less battery and, you know. Oh, nice. It's um yeah I mean okay it's it's seventeen hundred bucks, but realistically with the quality of their phones, um I could imagine you buying this and having it for at least five years. Yeah, I don't see it being an issue. Um, you know, getting five years out of it, I don't see why not. And then support it up to Android Z, <laughs> or is it Z? Uh, uh, who knows. Zen, well, Zen, Zen, Zen UI, so Zen, so Z. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> a crazy story to end up with. A mother couldn't believe her son spent close to 28 grand on donations to video game streamers and sports stars. The woman turned to Reddit for help after discovering the transactions on her teenage son had made without her permission. The thread has been deleted, but gamingblog.esports claimed to have spoke with a woman who wished to remain anonymous. When I saw the bank balances were almost gone, my lips started to tingle. I had to put my head down so I wouldn't pass out. I cried at first. I couldn't believe he'd done this. She said her son had spent US $19,870.94 on donations and subscriptions to streamers on Twitch. The money went to popular gamers, including Tifu, Gorb, and Ewok TV. Real-life sports stars also benefited. Atlanta Falcons backup quarterback Kurt Benkert also reportedly received donations from the team despite earning a contracted base of $610,000 this year. Miami Heat power forward Mayers Leonard also reportedly received a top up to his $11.25 million salary. The woman said the two players responded when she contacted them, but she hasn't heard from the video game streamer she tried to get refunds from. Woman said she gave her son a debit card to buy school lunches, but he began transferring money from his mother's account to that card. She reckons either he saw her password one day while she was online banking, or she simply forgot to log out, but she didn't notice until she checked her bank account to pay some bills. I contacted my bank as soon as I found out, and they froze all of her accounts, and the debit card was cancelled. She said. But if you're doing uh, that, all comes out of PayPal pretty much. Is it all those Twitch? fees you can ah. it's all done through paypal as far as i know so he must probably. have linked his debit card to paypal as well well probably her paypal could be yeah <laughs> that's that's <laughs> usually what it is usually somebody's stayed logged into paypal or they've activated one click yeah which i have i that's one thing i hate about um ebay on the mobile phone every time you buy something and you go pay with paypal it's like Oh, that's good. Would you like us to remember this so in the future anybody who's hacking your account can have easy access? No, don't remember the connection to PayPal. Don't set up an automatic payment. Don't set up a one-click. I want to type everything in every single time. Yes, and two-factor, please. Well, that's why I have a, I have a, a dedicated um, bank account and a card that it always sits on zero balance unless I want to buy something and I just transfer the money across. Oh, just for PayPal. <laughs> yeah. Just nice. for, yeah, and that way I just, I leave it logged. You know, it's one click. It's just so much easier. But yep. the only thing they can do is give me money. <laughs> <laughs> so they might feel sorry for them. They're trying to scare me. Realize I don't have any money. Then just put something in my account. 
<laughs> we felt bad oh, for you. Poor he's Mr. T, he's so poor he couldn't afford anything from PayPal. Let me donate you a hundred bucks. <laughs> I tell you what, my dream one day is to be streaming on Twitch and have Mr. Beast just show up on the stream and go, oh, you've got three followers here, have $55,000, because he does that. <laughs> he does that, yeah. yeah. He's doing that at the moment. Yeah, he does it all the yeah. time. He goes to a house the other day. I was reading his his story. He started <laughs> off when he guy. was like twelve, and the <clears> first <throat> video he did that went viral was him counting to a hundred thousand by ones, and it took him like twenty eight hours. Yeah, that was his first interesting video, and after that, it went viral, and suddenly he's the richest guy on YouTube, nearly. Well, he doesn't have a lot of money himself. His no, it's all estate does sponsors, and yeah, his sponsors pay pretty much everything. But he he has a lot. Of, he has like I saw an interview on. Um, one of the talk shows, and he was saying that he's got like a dozen staff, a dozen tax accountants, just to work out his tax logistics. Yep. Because where he specifically lives, he doesn't have income tax or asset tax or any of that sort of stuff. But if he donates money or something to somebody in a different state, then he's got all these transfer taxes and fees. And like he might donate somebody to on a Twitch streamer. He might donate them ten grand, and then he's it ends up costing me another five grand over the next three months when they work out all these other fees and stuff. He's got to pay. <laughs> like, yeah, he has a full time staff of accountants. He's like <laughs> most people have business advisors and marketing strategies, and he said, "No, I just have accountants." Like literally, he's, yeah, <laughs> that's all he has. Uh, like he gave he gave thought... a gave a pizza guy a house the other day. Oh, nice! They they bought a house that morning. Yeah, and they rocked up to the house. And so they had nothing to do, so they ordered pizza. Yeah. And when the pizza guy rocked up, they're like, I'll tell you what, I'll give you five grand if you help us go to buy all furniture and help us move into the house. Yeah. And they run- and what he didn't know is that they'd also rung his boss and approved it with his boss and stuff in the meantime. And he's like, Oh, I don't know if I can get time off and then I'll just ring your boss and ask him the boss like, Yeah, sure, go for it, you know. <laughs> anyway, so they went shopping and they spent, you know, fifty grand on furniture to furnish his house. And yeah. he helped them move them all out and move them in and stuff like that. And and then at the end of it all, Mr. Beast is like, oh, dude, sorry, I haven't got the money to pay f- to pay to help you move, but here's the keys to your house. <laughs> 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 this guy just about had a heart attack. Like, he's Didn't like, he do that with some homeless guy as well? He did a homeless guy as well, yeah. Yeah, here's I, a house for you. We've put all the furniture and appliances and stuff. Yeah. And stop living off the street. Yeah. It's just nuts. He's he's cool. Anyway, that about wraps us up, I believe. Yeah, thanks for listening to Aussie Tech Heads Show, broadcast weekly. We can be found at facebook.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, twitter.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, and youtube.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Also now at patreon.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Sign up for $4 a month, $10 a month, or from several other tiers to support us. See the site for details. Email is glennwheelwarlock at aussietechheads.com.au. You can hear Aussie Tech Heads on aussietechradio.com. 24-7 back-to-back play of some of the best tech-related shows from around Australia and New Zealand. New shows added each Friday. Check it out. See you next time. Bye.